This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. How are you doing, Monica? I'm doing okay. I'm a little buzzed because uh, Ricky gave me a fucking chupacabra drink over here. <laughs> That's well, the, a michelada. <laughs> michelada. I'm going to call it chupacabra. That's a new name for this thing because it's like a chupacabra, man. Holy shit. It, like I, I took a recording of it, like a really brief <laughs> recording, um, and I'm going to be uploading it. So those of you on Patreon uh, will be able to see uh, her facial expressions while she drank this. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and I've seen her like be picky and have like weird little tantrums about lots of drinks. But let me tell you, Woo! that's all I got to really say. Good. This is but all I got to say. She still has some, so maybe she'll make some. A verbal tantrum for you guys. Let's, oh my let's God. see. Give it a shot, Monica. Give uh, us a drink. I, it's still burning going down, man. Lick the rim because it's got all that, that stuff on the rim, <laughs> too. Come on. It looks really good, though. It looks nasty, people. It looks like diarrhea on the rim, okay? <laughs> That's what it looks like. The baby took a shit on the rim of my glass. I don't know. Baby shit's usually yellow. You know, we really have to just start putting a consistent trigger warning about poop and other weird things because we just get grosser <laughs> as these episodes go on. Ah, that's what it, that's what's happening after being in isolation for all these years from this damn plague. That's what's happening. <laughs> We're just gross. Here, cheers, one more sippy, and that should really set me flying. Okay. Oh my god. It's really all of a visual thing. Woo! That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's it's, it's mostly. I could scry it though. Okay. I could scry. What do you? All right, we'll scry. Says something it. about May being significant. May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see how that turns out for everybody. <laughs> she won't drink, but she'll scry it for you. I guys. will scry it for you. Yes, indeed. It's funny that you mention chupacabras because I did want to share something. Um, with you guys, so I thought it was funny. So I got these really amazing baby books from a couple different people um, for Felix during my baby shower, and they're like spooky baby books. And so there's like, they're about like Gettys and and ghosts and Dracula and like it's just like <laughs> cool shit, you know. And so there's this one book called Don't Eat Me Chupacabra, uh-huh. and so we read it to the baby last night. I read it Ricky supervised. Um, and he's supervised because it's in English, but then it has Spanish words in it so that you can learn some of the words in Spanish, which is great, right? Yes, of course. And I, language is not my strong point. You guys know that. You guys listen to me and you're like, this bitch only knows one language and she sucks at that one too. Yeah, it's hard. English is a hard language. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I got Felix, obviously, like fell asleep like right off the bat. So he, he did not give one shit about this book. But let me tell you. I was very absorbed in it because uh-huh. it's called Don't Eat Me Chupacabra. Yeah, yeah. So mm. what does the chupacabra eat then if not a goat? I don't know what he eats, yeah, but he I took thought... a big bite out of that goat's ass in the first <laughs> page or two of the book, and I was definitely like offended by that. It did. It does. And the chupacabra, it bites the goat right in the like, butt. what the hell? <laughs> but it's like really cute. So Ricky was like, they're like cheering me on as I was really poorly pronouncing the words in Spanish, but I tried my best. Uh-huh. And the chupacabra's really cute. And I realized through the book that I am a chupacabra. I'm at least this chupacabra. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I feel 
that I identify very strongly with this little monster. But you would never bite a goat's ass, would you? I mean, I've eaten goat before. Oh. It's fucking delicious. But not a live goat, huh? No, no. That's what this dude was doing, and I didn't go for that. Well, he's a chupacabra. What do you think he does? Barbecue it? I don't care. Don't eat the fucking goat when it's still alive, okay? Don't do that. Well, I feel like that's a very good lesson for the baby to learn right off the bat. (laughs) Don't eat goats once they're alive. (laughs) You know. That's true. That's true. Well, actually, he um he he, he knows some goats. My baby knows some goats. Um, we know some. Ricky's boss has goats, and oh. so like there's two goats in this book that look like them. And I'm like, look, it's Shirley and Temple. You know Aww, those goats. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they've got cute names. But if any of you guys have children and you want to check out these books because they're super cute for younger kids, they're by Kyle and Derek Sullivan. I really like them. There's a whole series by different people. Um, there's Bigfoot Baby, which obviously is going to be Monica's favorite right off the bat. Yeah. But they're definitely really cool. But I was, like, way too into this. Yeah. Like, all things considered, I was so into finding out, like, what does the chupacabra eat? eat? Yeah. Anyway. And, and then I give her a book of such a mundane little mushy, cushy book on Guess How Much I Love You. Which, if you know, he's a no-touch. You see the pictures of us kissing him. He's fucking losing his shit, screaming. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. He might grow out of that. Anyway, I promise, guys, I'm not going to be that person that just talks about their kids constantly. Please don't be afraid. I thought you guys would laugh at the chupacabra thing. Um, What I am drinking tonight, because, you know, I know everyone really is curious, right? Yes, of course. Um, I'm back to my Prosecco, because I can have Prosecco again. So we got a bottle of uh, Cupcake Prosecco. It's Cupcake Vineyards, and this is, yeah, Cupcake Vineyards. And they have all sorts of different wines. I think this is actually one of the first wines that I ever had was from this brand. Oh, okay. And I didn't like it. Oh. Because I used to not like wine. Yeah. I don't oh. know what changed, but I used to hate it. I used to think it was really gross. Wow. Um, but so this is, I've had cupcake wine. I don't think I've had cupcake Prosecco. Um, you can get this brand just about anywhere. I've seen it, like at liquor stores, grocery stores. I've even, I think the first time I bought it was at a Target. Oh, wow. So yeah, you can get a lot of places. From so it. taste it. Let's see what the taste test is. I like it. Okay. It's fresh. As weird as this might sound, it doesn't feel as bubbly to me as it should. Mm. You know? It doesn't look as bubbly as it should either. No, it could have more bubbles. Yeah. Like, it feels like a little flat in that case. Okay. So I'm not in love with that part of it, but... It'll do. It'll do. It's still light. It's still refreshing. Um, I would just say, like, I don't know. You got to drink it when it's super fucking cool because there's something about, like, flat Prosecco is just uh, gross. Yeah, it's like flat beer. Yeah. Ugh. Or flat soda. Absolutely. So just drink it when it's really, really cold and you should be okay. So I am rifling through my notes right now because we actually have, a, I think, a really interesting episode ahead of us. Yeah, I do. So, do, you, do I do, too. <laughs> I so can't even talk. We, I, yeah. I do. I, yeah, okay. That michelada is, like, fucking you up, huh? Yeah, the, the chupacabra's fucking me up. The chupacabra's fucking her up, guys. Yeah. All right, so we are talking about drum roll. Wow, we really suck at that. That sounded more like a word, Monica. There you go. That was better. Okay. Tulpas. Woohoo. We are talking about tulpas today. And what is a tulpa, you may ask? Monica, take it away. Man, I wish I knew what a tulpa was. (laughs) Um, It's kind of, sort of, but not really like an imaginary friend. It is created in your mind, and you can give it a personality. It can become your friend. You can give it a scent. You can give it a, a visual of what it looks like. And it becomes like a lifelong buddy, basically, what they say about tulpas. 
Yes. So it's it's a spirit that is created from the power of your mind or thought form. Right. And this originally comes from Tibet. Right. Actually. Um, and the first time that we've had it translated into English was from the Tibetan Book of the Dead uh-huh. um, in the 20s. In 1927, oh, wow. okay. I think. But we, it's gained in popularity recently. Um, but like in Tibet, they basically thought that there is these people, which now we've coined the term uh, tulpamancer. Oh. Do what you will with that. Um, but we had it in, in Tibet, like what we thought was translated from like, I think, mind illusion. I'm trying to pull up my notes here so I can find it for everyone. Um, so basically, we like pulled we pulled it from these people, and what we thought that it kind of was that there's these people that would meditate, like these mystics, they'd meditate and they'd spend like fucking hours and like days creating this this tulpa, this spirit, right. where they would meditate and concentrate on it and give it a look and a personality and like a you know a temperament, all of these things, and it came from Tibetan words meaning emanation, apparition, and magical illusion. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of created this word tulpa. Um, it can look like you, like if you were the host, if you were the creator of it. I'm going to go back and forth between using the word host and the word creator here. Um, it can look like you. It can look like an object or it can look like a complete other person depending on what you're kind of imagining slash conjuring Or it could be up. an animal, look like an animal as well. Yes. Okay. It can look like any of that. Yes. Um and so it ba- it basically is a thought that is created and it interacts within the host, within the person that is building the relationship with it. So it basically just exists in your mind, which is kind of like why we can kind of imagine it like an imaginary friend, yes, so to speak. Um, but some people think that at some point, if you've spent enough time and energy and your topo becomes powerful enough, it will start kind of acting of its own accord and it'll be around you more so you don't have to focus on it or imagine what it's doing or saying anymore and then some some people will even say that it actually like separates from you completely and becomes its own entity its own entity and that's where like the concept of like the spirit is birthed because at that point it's its own independent energy thing um there was a girl named alexandra david neal and she did this and she's kind of one of the more notable people here with this where she i guess spent time in tibet and said that she created a tulpa that was like this friendly monk but she she gave it so much power that other people started seeing it and thinking that it was like a a, real person a real person like a corporeal person and um it got it became more and more like malicious and sinister till she had to like kill quote destroy it yeah which I don't know how you would destroy a tulpa. Yeah, they don't recommend that you do. So it's interesting. Okay, because I didn't even look that far into it. Yeah, they recommend that you don't do it. They say it's like killing a person. But here's the thing. So that when we look at this and we're seeing seeing tulpas and we're seeing them kind of separate from their host and they become their own entity, um, it kind of sounds a little bit like a poltergeist almost, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So yeah. I think some of the differences here because it is something that comes from like within you you create it um which is kind of the same thing with poltergeist except people don't create poltergeist on purpose no no 
And some people create entities out of their negative stuff that's going on around them in their lives. There's so much negativity that it forms into a negative entity. Yeah, that's what poltergeist is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah, it becomes its own thing. But um, poltergeists are negative. Yes. They're just, they, they're, they are negative and negative entities. Tulpas don't necessarily have to be. No. And so that's part of it. So I think that's kind of the difference here and that we are in control of the creation of the tulpa right. and the, the qualities that it at least initially has versus what it becomes. Right. And right. so that's what I kind of think some of the differences are. But what are the differences and similarities here between a tulpa and an imaginary friend? Because, I mean, if you ask me, when we kind of look at it just right off the bat, of it's this thing that you create with your mind, like that, that sounds like an imaginary friend to me. It does. It does sound like it to me, too. That's kind of hard to distinguish, if you ask me. Well, I mean, imaginary friends in general aren't uh, supernatural beings. Uh-huh. And tulpas are. So it's just like, I guess... I don't know. I'm trying to find a way to like separate it in my head because I know that there really is a difference. But it also makes me think that there's probably a lot of people out there that have imaginary friends that think that they're topas and they're really just imaginary friends or vice versa. Maybe you have an imaginary friend that actually is a tulpa that has, you know, been birthed into like the ethereal realm here. Right. Didn't you say that one of your daughters had like a weird imaginary friend? Yes, I did. Now I'm wondering if it was an imaginary friend or if it was a tulpa. Because she's pretty powerful in her own right, very psychic and all of that stuff. And do you want me to tell the story? Yeah. And as a child, when she was little, like, you know, she was still drinking bottles, and but she was able to talk and speak. So I guess, I mean, they were on bottles for a minute because that was their comfort zone. And um, she had this little tulpa slash imaginary friend called Milky. And what she would sit there in her little rocking chair and talk to this Milky while she was drinking her bottle. And I would walk, leave out of the room and the bottle would be empty. And she would say, more milk. And I'm like, I just gave you a full bottle. Milky drank it. She insisted that Milky drank it. That's creepy. But it got heavy because Milky then was telling her to go into the street, to go out of the apartment and go into the middle of the street. That's fucking crazy. So how did you guys get rid of Milky? What happened with it? I, t- I don't remember, to be honest with you. But like I guess as she got older, I just said, you can't be listening to that. Don't listen to your friend because he's he. I assumed it was a he. He's telling you to do bad things, and she would just sit there and laugh and giggle. And I mean, I would fill bottle after bottle, and she would insist that she was not drinking it. That is so creepy. And like, as someone that just had a kid, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna respond if Felix has an imaginary friend. Yeah, I mean, and there was there little incidences like the door closing. I'm like, don't close the door. I didn't do that. Who did it then? Milky did it. Like, that's the tone of voice and everything. Oh, that's fucking creepy. That's like yes. out of a horror movie. I know. I know. That's, it was pretty creepy. That's how, like, The Conjuring starts. Uh, ah, yes. <laughs> I had imaginary friends growing up. I you did. did. Um, and I, I don't know. I always thought that they were just imaginary friends. I had a couple of them. But, you know, I was talking about this today with Ricky because I was, I was talking about Tulpas with him. And I'm like, you know, with imaginary friends, like, you you can't you play with them and you do cool shit and I, I did that but I also argued with my imaginary friends a lot like we get into a lot of arguments and fights and so now I'm like oh well I wonder what that was Ricky said that it just was obviously my imaginary friend because that sounds like something I would do with my imaginary friend interesting but um yeah like I would argue with them hmm. I don't remember why I would argue with them I just remember one time being in my backyard and there's two of them and I don't know what they did but I was so upset like just so disappointed uh-huh 
like disappointed my imaginary friends. I oh, still wow. think they're imaginary friends. I don't necessarily think that they were tulpas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that tulpas are something that are really interesting because when I, my first, I guess, concept of them was that it's a spirit that if enough people believe in it or if you believe in it strongly enough, it'll manifest. It manifests. Right. And that's really what we're getting down to is that's the whole concept behind tulpas. They have gained in popularity and become kind of convoluted like around 2008 2009 Mm -hmm. they started getting really big in like the online subculture communities like on reddit and um on 4chan and stuff like that and you know where they actually got really big was with like the my little pony people yeah what the hell is up with that so this was i don't feel like it's as popular as it was a couple years ago but my little pony made this huge comeback and there's these people that call themselves bronies and they were basically like Adults that were into like watching My Little Pony, which on a nostalgia level, I guess I get it, especially if like you know, it's something you did when you were younger. But then, like, you know, we have the My Little Pony people, and then like a smaller, you know, subculture within them got really into tulpas, which I'd be very curious to know how they found out about them, right? Uh, but they basically would like meditate and start to, cr- to like create their own My Little Pony tulpa. Wow creepy sorry and it became this big like online thing and they called themselves tulpamancers oh gee okay and i i went online and i forget what exactly i was looking at but you know i found that people were like selling tulpas on etsy oh my god please selling tulpas on etsy and i'm not saying that they're not real like who the fuck am i to say that like a spirit isn't real right like so i can't really say that but I feel like, you know, if you want a tulpa that bad, you create can create one. Yeah, you can create your own. That's the whole like idea idea about. behind this is that you can do it. So if any of you guys are listening to this and you've thought about buying a tulpa, like I'm gonna just go ahead and recommend against that. You can make your own. Though to be perfectly honest, I'm not sure if I would recommend making a tulpa. No. I mean, absolutely. I agree. Um, you know, and well, people for the people who are actually buying that think about what you're buying you're buying a concept not even something tangible yet yeah and well some of the stuff that i saw it's like it's attached to an amulet or attached oh, to a ring or I something see. like that so i mean really what you're getting is that that you hope is an enchanted or haunted or some type of item which I mean, it's really no different from, like, buying a haunted doll online or anything else that True. you can buy online that's supernatural. So, you know, who am I to, to say that it's not say, there? Yeah, yeah, but sure. I think the whole kind of, like, allure about the concept of Tulpas is that you can kind of create your own. So right. that's just kind of how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So while we're on the topic of, like, needing, like, the idea of like needing to believe having that mental power in order to birth these spirits and the idea that anyone can do it that kind of goes into this higher thing of when there is a mass belief in something that it becomes real and we see that with like some urban legends and different things like that um and i want to get into a topic real quick that is kind of for adults only so if you are listening to this around any children please pause it and you know listen to the next couple minutes by yourself or go ahead and fast forward by like 10 minutes and see where we're at i'm going to give you guys a second to kind of situate that (laughs) 
do, 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 gotta wait. Do, 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 do. All right, now oh. we're back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what I wanted to talk about, and I didn't want kids around for it, is if it, if it comes to an idea of mass belief, how come, like, Santa Claus isn't a tulpa or, like, the tooth fairy or the Easter bunny? Because, Shauna, Santa Claus is real. Santa Claus was St. Nicholas back in the day. And then it was an offspring of St. Nicholas. So he was this real person at one point. Why is he not, like, a real spirit? Like, at this point, shouldn't we have some kind of spirit that comes and, like, I don't know, eats our fucking cookies at the least? Something <laughs> like like at Christmas that your fucking cookies should go missing? <sighs> I mean, I guess you could say that it's the spirit of Christmas. Right. But, like, what about tooth fairies? They're fairies. That's the fairy realm. That's nah, different. But, okay, but, like, who? No. No, I don't have any fairies <laughs> that are up in my house stealing fucking teeth. And I say that because I have a whole jar of teeth okay. by my TV. And there's they're all still in there okay i would be very rich if the tooth fairy was real with mm-hmm. that jar of teeth yeah and for those of you listening yes i do i do have a jar of teeth yes. in my living room yes it's labeled trophies yes <laughs> um my theory with that though is because like you would think like because there's enough kids that truly believe in it and children are fucking powerful yes you know they're these amazingly psychic and magical little beings so you know their their beliefs have to really go towards something like profound to like really birth it and i think that the only thing that kind of stops these things from being tulpas is the fact that there's at least twice as many adults that don't believe in it yeah you know and i think that's kind of where we counteract that but i would also like to get our listeners point of view so if you guys have your own opinion like no i think that this could be considered a tulpa because X, Y, and Z, even if it's not in the traditional sense of like, oh, it's, it's you know, Santa and he comes down the chimney and this and that, like, maybe to you it really is the spirit of Christmas and this is why, like, I'd like to hear it because that was one of the things that, like, kind of, like, popped up for me that I was thinking about mm-hmm. with this. But um, maybe sometimes it's in a more concentrated sense as well. Like, for those of you that are on the Patreon, you've heard the bonus episode where Monica and I have talked about, like, haunted places. And um, I talked about the Devil's Gate Dam and Pasadena and how that place is incredibly haunted with something very negative. And it all came from a rumor from an urban legend that enough people really and truly believed. And and fed into it, yes. Fed into it, went to the location and went like searching for the spirit until finally like it was there like there's like legit like a very like malignant energy there and it's that to me is the tulpa and that's what i think of when i think of tulpas Mm -hmm. but but supposedly tulpas are not supposed to be negative they're supposed to be most of them are supposed to be positive experiences i think that's just because a lot of people imagine something that's positive but even look at like the monk that um Alexander David Neal created like in all the, like the articles that you see where it's mentioned it's called a jolly monk kind of like Friar Tuck that's what like it's all said but then like as it gained its own independence it became its own thing and in this case it became sinister kind of like kids you're gonna do your best to raise your kid like however you can and make it this really great person but that that's not always the case right exactly. you know it's just because they're like people because people are spirits and a tulpa is a spirit mm-hmm. so you kind of have to really think about that like in the sense like if you're going to be someone that's going to believe in tulpas and listen to this episode and 
be like, yeah, this, my takeaway is that this shit is real. But I think you need to be really responsible with making one. Yes, they say think really hard before you decide to make one. Yeah. Because it is a responsibility. You know, it is a responsibility. Do you do you believe in tulpas? What's your kind of thought process on that? Uh, you know what? I mean, I'm kind of like, it's kind of confusing between, um, uh, pl- you know, imaginary friends. And so I'm kind of like on the, on the fence about it. But... I'm thinking back to my childhood, and I may have totally created a tulpa without even knowing it. Ooh, do tell. Well, you know, I I only had a brother, and he was in school, and I was home alone for all of the day until he came back from school. So I used to try to, uh, you know, entertain myself. And I created this, this scenario or story about this wolf and he was a wolf he looked like a fox but and his name was uncle wolfie and every day i would have this little scenario with him i can i still see him in my mind's eye he was like um he looked like a fox although his name was uncle wolfie he was more like a the reddish kind he had a monocle he had a plaid vest on and he had spats on his <laughs> shoes and he had, um, <laughs> I, I kid you not, and he had a derby hat. This one, dapper a derby. motherfucker, okay. Yeah, he was very dapper. And he used to live in the woods in, in this hollow of a tree. And that's where the storyline would pick up. I would go into the woods. And I think I changed my pers- persona, so to speak. I think I called myself Julie, Julianne, or Julie, Julianne. Okay. And um, we would have adventures. I would go into the... Um, the, the woods and I would meet up with Uncle Wolfie and he, we would go on adventures every day and this would look, go on for hours and hours and days and days and days and weeks and years so it was just like this whole storyline that like unfolded um, it was pretty crazy and then you know we had really interesting adventures and yeah and it was like a daily thing have you ever seen the movie Fantastic Mr. Fox? No okay you really need to watch that um, I think you would enjoy it yeah I, okay. I really do. Um, I'm still trying to like. I like your story though. I'm like, I'm like, of course, Monica's imaginary friend slash tulpa would be wearing spats. Yeah, and a plaid cr- vest. Yeah, it a just, red plaid vest. I mean, like, I I still can see it in my head. I, the thing is, is I can see her dressing her dogs up like that. <laughs> like I can, and I can see them like, Bandit would just look like such a dork. Like he would wear it. And he'd look like a dork, and he would still try and be really hardcore and ferocious, and it just wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, and and he had a, a pocket watch, too. I mean, of course. Like, he's yeah. sophisticated. Why wouldn't he? Yes, and he, I think he even had an English accent, if I was not mistaken. I think you need to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's a really cute movie. Okay. You'll I, like I'll, it. I'll try to check it out. I don't think I've ever um, created... No, a tulpa. No, I, I don't. I just I don't think so. Like I had a lot of imaginary friends, and I was always like I had a lonely childhood, so I was like super into that. Anyone right. that's like an only child, like you know, we tend to have you know imaginary friends, different yes. things like that. And I think like part of being a witch is just really having an overactive imagination because I feel like your imagination is what takes you over the hedge to the other side anyway. Right. Um. So I had a lot of like things like that, but I also had a lot of like experiences with spirits and ghosts and i feel like there there is a difference so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i don't think i've created 
any. But some people, they, they have these tulpas that are created as children. They follow them through their whole lives, through adulthood. Right. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, it, at some point, I stopped seeing Uncle Wolfie. I mean, I would hope so, because you still haven't told me about him. And, you know, we've been across the country together. So if there was an invisible fox wolf guy <laughs> with a fucking pocket watch. You would have saw him by now. I, I would have had a drink with him. You should have just told me about him if yeah, that was the yeah. case. So I don't know when it actually stopped. I and mean, maybe when I started going to school and I was occupied and he had to have this play play time with this wolf. But, Yeah. I mean, I kind of want a drawing of you and Uncle Wolfie. Yeah, you. Also, can somebody I say, did draw him one time. And really? I, yeah, because I was telling someone about that, and someone made a drawing for me, and it looked exactly like him. Can I say I love that it's Uncle Wolfie, Uncle not Wolfie. like Mister? No, it was Uncle Wolfie. I like that. It was I weird. Like that. Yeah, it was very strange, but it was entertaining, and it was adventurous. I mean, I had a lot of good adventures. With so Uncle that's Wolfie. What, and that and that is a positive experience yes with one. yes you know and i think that's where it's kind of cool is you have this positive experience with it um but i feel like my examples on like the mass belief are ones that are more negative right. um so i told you guys about devil's gate dam there's also slender man and that's one that everyone's familiar with i say everyone monica do you know who slender man is yes i heard about slender okay man. then everyone yes. knows about slender man yes um but, yes, yes, yes. You know, it started, if I if I recall correctly, as like just like artwork. Yeah. Slender Man. And then it morphed into a video game and it was it was a creepy yes. game that you could play on your computer. Um I have very poor hand eye coordination. Like I'm just like the worst. And so Ricky tried to have me play the Slender Man game and he like turned off the lights and I'm on his computer. But I was so focused on trying to like make my character like move forward and figure out how to make it walk that I it took away from the scariness of it every time Slender Man like ate me or whatever it was that Slender Man does because I, I was still trying to figure out how to make the computer work oh wow so it was a video game I think it was actually a very poorly performing movie yeah. oh yeah yeah it was like a super indie um video game but just the concept of it just fucking went wild it did it did it did, and then we even had those three little girls, and they, like, I don't know if they killed their friend. They stabbed this poor girl. These three girls, I think they were, like, in elementary school, and they lured, like, two of the girls lured their friend into the woods, and they stabbed her, and I, I don't think she made it, but I can't. I'd have to fact no, check it. No, I don't it. think. I think I know what story you're talking about. They they buried her there, and then they, Yeah. yeah. And then when they were asked about it later, they said that Slender Man told them to do it. Uh And it was like this whole thing. And it's a really more involved story. And, you know, a lot of um, true crime, like, podcasters and stuff have covered it. I think Area Paranormal Chicks did. Bailey Sarian did, for those of you that like the Bailey Sarian YouTube. So you can kind of look at that. But to me, like, that is an example of a tulpa. Like, it became real for these girls. And it's become real for other people that have reported seeing him. I actually had a nightmare with him in it oh, once. Oh, hell, man. It was a very strange dream, and he was he was in it. And this wasn't even like, I know that it's just a thing on Reddit. You know what I mean? It right, was never right. something that to me was real. But the concept behind him, I guess, was powerful enough that it weaseled it, its way into my subconscious. So it's this really interesting thing. And then we also have Zozo, the Ouija board demon, Mm-hmm. Um, have I talked about Zozo on the podcast before? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. I, think, I think maybe you have, but I'm not sure. I might have. Because um, I think that's really interesting. I feel like that was my first 
like not maybe that was my first experience with a with a tulpa. I'm not sure. It took me a minute to figure out what Zoza was. Um, I was hosting a Ouija board event, and someone like freaked the fuck out because their Ouija board started spelling Zozo, and I'm like, what is the problem here? Oh, wow. And they were like, oh, it's a demon, and da 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 da. And so I like had to like figure it out. Um, and I'm trying not to repeat myself in case I have talked about this on the podcast before. But basically, like, I don't think Zozo was real. I didn't think it was real in that moment. But what was interesting was after that, I did, like, get Zozo coming up on the Ouija board after I was aware wow. of what it was, which was interesting um, to me. But when you look at it and you look at, like, the story of Zozo, the Ouija board demon, so many people, I think, confuse him with Pazuzu. Zozo, yes. Zuzu. Um, totally two different things. Pazuzu is from like Mesopotamia. Yeah. And did you know Pazuzu is actually invoked by like laboring women to like protect the wow the uh, labor? Just because like he had beef with this other demon that would fuck with laboring moms. Mm. Woo! Happy New Year! <laughs> and Woo. the pop on the 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 cap on the prosecco went pop. Yes, it All did. All right, then, and it landed perfectly in that little container. I love Look it. Look at that. <laughs> All right, then. Um, popping bottles, guys. But um, Zozo was first reported by this dude named Theron Evans, who now calls himself a Zozoologist. Oh, God. And he, I think, has a book, and he's appeared on, you know, TV shows about the paranormal. I'm sure he's done podcasts at this point. Lots of, of interviews, and he's really kind of made his name relevant within the paranormal community with the, the experience that he had with Zozo, which I believe started in like the early 2000s, that it came up on the Ouija board and then it started manifesting around his home, haunting him. It came up on the Ouija board constantly. Um, My question is if you are repeatedly having contact with a demon and you're afraid, why do you keep calling it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I think at one point he said that he, he blamed Zozo for his daughter almost drowning in a bathtub. So... Some people believe him. Some people don't. I I personally have not ever, like, listened to an interview that he's given or anything. It's all been, like, you know, third party. Yeah, Yeah, so I I can say that from what I have read that, you know, allegedly happened, I don't believe it. Okay. Um, But I haven't heard it straight from him, so maybe that would sway my opinion. I don't know. I'm trying to get the benefit of the doubt there. Right. But he went online and he posted about it and was like, hey, here's my experience. This is happening, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people were like, oh, my God, me too. Mm. You know, and so that's kind of where we got a lot of that. And so some people have tried to trace it back, like, where has Zozo been mentioned? And he was mentioned, I think, in a French book. Um, about this girl that um, was possessed by him and she had mentioned a couple different like demons or names or something and Zozo was one of them. Wow. Uh, She also got in trouble for lying a lot though. Mm. So it's not the most credible source for that to be the only cited historical thing that we can find Zozo in until he appears and becomes a Reddit rock star. Ah, I see. So that also kind of makes it hard. But I feel like Slenderman and Zozo are also very notable, famous tulpas that I can think of. I'm trying to think of one that might be a more positive experience, to put it like a, like an Uncle Foxy. Was that his name? Uncle Wolfie. Uncle Wolfie. I'm sorry. Apologies yes. to Uncle Wolfie. Um, to come up with something like that. And I'm having a hard time 
coming up with with the pleasant ones. Yeah, I think the pleasant ones are more personal experiences. Yeah, I for think people. so too. I think that's where that lies. Yeah, I think it's because it's easier to buy into negativity just in general, just in life, and so it, like going into something where like pop culture and like the masses believe in and something for it to manifest it's just negative because it's easier for that to like exactly go yeah yeah i'm trying to see here what else i have in my notes um but yeah so i'm also thinking like along the lines but when we get into the idea of like mass belief and stuff what about urban legends right well you know some of them might be for real i mean these legends I mean, the chupacabra, they actually have pictures of it. In Mexico, I've seen p pictures of it. They've shown pictures of it. Um, Do you think that but that will kind of fall? I think the, the chupacabra is more like zoology, cryptozoology, like Bigfoot. Well, you know, I'm, I mean, they they're also speak about the dog man that's supposed to be walking upright, you know, and uh, so many people have reported this, like seeing this person, this animal creature or whatever. Like you know what the same thing with the rake. Yeah. The rake is one. And I remember you telling me about the rake and I thought it was like a yeah. haunted yeah. yard tool, but it's like this weird I'm trying to remember exactly I, I like there's this really cool podcast. If you guys like uh like fictional kind of like narrated podcasts and stuff, check out Ghosts in the Burbs. She's really good. Mm. Um and her story definitely as you listen to the podcast it gets more involved but she has an episode about rakes which is the only other place that i had heard, heard about them from you but like this is like according to how she's kind of presented it's like this thing that like fucking picks you for some reason or something and like haunts you and like damn gets in your fucking house and i like <laughs> hell no <laughs> man it was like gave me the heebie-jeebies listening to that shit right um so i feel like that is something that also yeah that could definitely be a topic Yes, because that has kind of, again, gained popularity through Reddit. I feel like Reddit is really kind of where it's at, where, like, fucking imagination meets supernatural, and <laughs> shit gets wild. I know. Crazy. It really does. Um, people were actually talking about that on there. I actually fell down a bit of a, of a Reddit Rab rabbit hole. Yeah. Because um, I was trying to find examples of famous tulpas. Right. And what ended up coming up instead was a thread on Reddit about people whose tulpas are dead celebrities. Oh. And, and, they, and they, they tell you not to go there with tulpas when you're creating a tulpa. And But you know what's interesting, though, is that we have actually read books, you and I, where people were instructing the the people reading the book their students so to speak of like working with the spirit of dead celebrities for different reasons Ugh. and both of us yeah like had that reaction where we rolled our eyes and went ugh but especially because it's like unless you actually know the celebrity right you don't you don't really know like you know we all hear rumors that oh this celebrity is really a bitch or this one's really right, right. this or that like so you don't know because you don't know them so why would you want to invoke that spirit into your life into your house and into right. your magic because people are crazy <laughs> right or they're just really enchanted because you just really think that fucking jim morrison is the best musician ever so that's like who you want to call on mm -hmm. but it's like okay but he also is a really tragic person are you sure you want a lot of tragic. that energy Right, exactly. And so I think that's something to kind of keep in mind when we're talking about tulpas, though that is a little bit more controlled, I think, because then you're not necessarily actually asking to work with that celebrity. You're asking to work with the persona that they put forward or with your 
your concept of who they are. Right, or your idea of who mm-hmm. they were, yeah. And so that's kind of that difference there. But the interesting thing that I found on that thread was that people actually talked about their tulpas being deities. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that too. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I mean, where that kind of got me is what's the difference then between how we think deities speak to us and interact with us in a tulpa. Right, right. See, that's what's confusing to me, too, between the imaginary friend and the tulpa, too. You know, so that's confusing. So, yeah, so as someone that does, like, speak with spirits and stuff like that, like, where where is that difference? Like, um, you know, I, I feel that there's been times that deities have, like, spoken with me and the deities I work with, you know, I've got three standing, al- four standing altars in my house right here. And at times I do feel like those those deities have, like, flagged me down and caught my attention because they want things. Right. Do I think that they're with me 24-7 or hang out and be like, hey, let's go smoke a cigarette? No, I don't think that they do no, that. No, they don't follow you to the park to play a game of, of volleyball. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And I do feel like I have met people that, yeah. their relationship is that involved with their deities and stuff and it's like all right like i can't, again i can't say that that's not real no 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 absolutely not who are we to judge but but it does make me wonder then it's like is that a relationship with a deity or is that a tulpa but really is there a difference because the right. whole concept is it's your relationship with spirit yeah yeah and you know um another thing that they they say that um about tulpas it totally went like this. My thought, my thought process went right through my brain. It's that that drink. It's kicking. Oh in. my god! Yeah, it she is. Fried her lips, and now it's frying mm-hmm. them brain cells. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want someone like they like, they're like people are asking questions. Can I go for a walk with my tulpa and stuff like that's like, so interesting to me. But it makes me wonder if some of the people that are asking this like in. Like the occult community, are they in the the brony community? Because that was the thing. That's what a lot of uh, again the metal little pony people call themselves bronies. Yeah. Like, are you are you in that kind of community? Like, where is your your like belief system within the supernatural that you're kind of getting this? Because I feel like again when it was first presented to me, um, the first time I heard about tulpas was a couple of years ago, and I I attended this lecture from again I can't remember who did it. His name was Michael. Was his first name. And he is an elder in our community, and Monica's, like, playing on her phone, busted. That just, like, I did not press the sound on that. That's crazy. (laughs) Ooh, freaky. Um, The tulpa of Mr. Wolfie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's on your phone now. But he he um, he was like an elder in our community, like a really respected person, and he was the first person to talk about tulpas. That like it kind of caught my attention. Um, but I feel like since then it's kind of been, well, I guess it was sensationalized before, and I just didn't know because it was presented to me in an occult setting. But now right. I'm seeing it in like more of a mundane. Oh, yeah. this is what I was gonna say. It's it. I'm wondering if people that are really lonely and don't have a lot of friends or family create these tulpas. Well, why why don't you just take a seat? Because I have an answer for that, too. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, that, that's absolutely what some of this is. We have seen, there have been people that have, there's been studies done, and I have tried to figure out how to say that any better. There are psychologists and anthropologists that have done studies on this, and they have found that 93% of people that took part in these studies um, happened to be Caucasian males between the age of, I think it was like 19 
and either 23 or 32 or something like that. Um, and they either suffled, su- suffled, they suffered, suffered, okay. <laughs> they suffered from some type of mental illness, um, predominantly schizophrenia, I believe, oh. but also depression and just extreme loneliness. And yes. they said that the symptoms of their mental illness was alleviated after they created their tulpa. Hmm. So it was something that gave them companionship and it alleviated their depression and other things. And so with that, it's like, okay, like, I guess there's a part that can say, well, that's odd, but is it really? And it's something that really, like, it's it's not harming anyone. No. And it made them happier. So, like, it's it's not really a problem. It's just, like, a different um, approach to a problem. And here's, like, a different solution. But Yeah. And, you know, they they do advise you not to be talking about your tulpa to too many people because people will think you're crazy. I mean, that makes sense because seriously. But you know what? I know, people I think know we're people, crazy. Yeah, they, yeah, people think we're fucking crazy anyway. I know people <laughs> that have tulpas, that have um, even romantic relationships with their tulpas. So does that mean an incubus and a succubus is a tulpa? See, that's the thing about these this tulpa shit is that it just starts making me question so many things. Like, well, is this a tulpa? Is that a tulpa? And again, like my concept of, of tulpas when I first believed in them, I didn't think it was something that was so personal to the individual like oh like this is my tulpa i thought like this is a tulpa that i manifest this is a spirit that i manifested and other people can see or this is a spirit that we collectively have manifested that's what i thought a tulpa was i didn't realize that there were these complex personal and private relationships that people had with them yeah and i think that's the way it should be it should be a personal relationship that you create you know if you're going to create a tulpa it does seem like it is something that would create a more um, jovial experience because it does seem like the ones that are more like shared with the masses tend to be negative. Even that like monk, once other people started seeing it right. and believing it, then it was negative too. Right. So that does kind of make me think it is better when, when you kind of keep it that way too. Um, I would love to talk to somebody that is in the mental health field, field though to see their opinions of this and if they think like is this something that is harmful to a patient they say it's not harmful they say it's not harmful it's good for them that's what they say it's good for you right that's what i did my research and said it's good for you it's okay i don't know i mean i have enough struggle keeping up with my spirit guide but even with that is Is, your spirit guide a tulpa exactly i mean i feel like this like we just went down this weird fucking like rabbit hole yeah we did rabbit hole where it's like everything is now a tulpa (laughs) well let's like (laughs) let's talk about it and then erase that word from our minds after this podcast i don't know but it does give you thinking that's for sure yeah i I did the same thing yeah yeah i did the same exact thing so if anyone's listening, um, do you guys have tulpas? Did you have tulpas? We just told you not to talk about them, and now we're asking you to talk about them. <laughs> no, I'm I saying apologize. let's us not talk about them. <laughs> no, like you said that it says that you're not supposed to talk about your tulpa with people. Right, 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 so, right. But if, you, if you've had an experience like that, or maybe you had your own Uncle Wolfie or, you know. Your Milky. Yeah, like did you have any experiences like this? Was it a good one, a bad one? How did it go away if you remember right, it? Right. Um, or even like as an adult and as a practitioner now, like do you have an opinion on whether your relationship with your deity is a tulpa or do you think it's like the legit spirit of a deity? What's your views on like mass belief in things such as Slenderman or, you know Right. Right. you know things like that like what what is your belief on this because it's it's really an interesting one and this is kind of the nice thing about 
this this field and this topic is there's really no wrong answer no and there's so many different and theories. there's no it's right interesting. or wrong i yeah. mean and maybe it sounds like i'm a little judgmental i'm just like a little confused i guess about it you know what i'm saying so yeah trying to figure it out yeah because it's a really interesting concept and again like you can really just let it just like you can take this concept and fucking run with it like pretty soon i'm just gonna think that monica and mesmer who are sitting next to me are topless Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah the dog definitely because who else has a bald chihuahua with one eye in a cosby sweater (laughs) right like that can't be real can it yeah i'm holding her she's real trust me we didn't create her the tulpa mez yes so let us know what your thoughts are about this we'd like to hear your opinions yes we would like to hear your opinions email us wine spirits and witches at gmail.com about this about any other experiences that you have questions so that we can include them in an upcoming episode of ask astrega yes absolutely who's your shout out i'm going to shout out to two people right now the first person i'm going to shout out is to our our papa Svega Vinny, because he is having some health issues right now so everybody please i'm asking everyone out there to send him good energy just send him good energy don't send healing just send good energy his way just give him you know send good thoughts that he is going to be fine we love you Vinny. we do and my second shout out is to linda if you're listening to this i know you're going through a hard time but you have your your team around you you have your like you have your family of Svegas and the Green Man family around you, and things are going to get better. You also have a powerful bald chihuahua and a Cosby sweater, and she's rooting for you, girl. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Who's so, your shout-out? My shout-out is to two people, um, Ramona and Jamie. Okay. Mother and daughter duo. Um, Ramona comments a lot oh, on yes, things yes, yes. in the Wine Spirits and Witches Facebook group, so if you guys are part of the Facebook group, you've probably seen Ramona on there. If you're not part of the Facebook group, join, join it because it's really fun. Um and they were super awesome, and they sent me this amazing baby blanket. Aww. And it's a picture of Felix and I Aww. printed onto the blanket, and I absolutely adore it. And it was just such a nice treat. And it's one of my fa- it's one of my first pictures that I ever took with him, Aww. so it's one of my favorites. And that was really heartwarming. So thank you guys for that. I loved it. And it was so thoughtful. And also to Jenny, um, who has its Wickcraft candle candles um her candles are awesome and they were the only candles i could actually burn during my pregnancy Uh Uh, so that was a nice treat but she also gave me a really cute onesie for him and it says son of a and then it has like an outline of a witch on it and it's super (laughs) cute so i love the different like gifts that felix has gotten from the listeners just commemorate his arrival and i appreciate all of that so thank you guys yes and thank you everyone for listening and everyone that is going to write in about their Tulpa experience and everything in between. We will talk to you guys soon. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry meet, meet again. again.